0: My mama would say You gotta fight for what is right To her I would say I wanna give back When you're running with no end inside, thought you would never find the light you lost inside, that you could find with Christ.
1: Good morning, Patriots, and welcome to the really the official first major day in the year. Even though yesterday was New Year's, it is now 2024, and we are literally into a new era. It's just pretty fantastic. There was a very significant event happened yesterday that um, has picked up tremendous traction across the web, and we're going to talk about that. And it's about taking a stand at the right time, at the right hour, and really, I believe, has set the tenor. For the way this whole year is going to go. This is really going to be the year, as we talked yesterday, of rebuilding the church, of raising up the spiritual shepherds of God, and equally to be focusing on the mission that we have before us, which is missions in the traditional sense, but domestically and in our community, to be getting outreach and spreading the gospel of Jesus and living the book of Acts. So all of that. Patriots, one thing that's uh, very clear is that we are dealing with a time and a place of extreme measures of a psychopathic elite that want to collapse everything. The world system that we're on is a Babylonian money system. That Babylonian money system ensures that there's there's never going to be any sort of substance behind the paper in which we use. And sadly, that paper is a debt note. It's not even a real currency. That's the U.S. dollar. If... You have investments of any kind. There's other layers to that in the darkness, of what that represents. But in your retirement accounts, your 401Ks, your IRAs, all of these things are at total risk unless you get them backed in some form of precious metals. Precious metals is, is proven time and time again to be the stable go-to for any money that you have to preserve and to insure. And whether we like it or not, we're still in a, an economy where, where money is demanding or demanded, but the thing is, how are you going to anchor it? And paper fiat currency is not of God and not of kingdom. So that's why we have the folks at Birch Gold. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Again, that's BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. You're going to receive an info packet, study it, read it, and then give them a call. These folks will help you move your IRA and 401k if you have an existing one at no charge to you to in a precious metals-backed retirement account. And they will help you, guide you in setting up precious metals retirement account and give you advice on owning gold and silver. They're a great group. They've served us well over this last year and, and year and a half, and they continue to. So again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898, and make sure you take advantage of this time of getting your, your wealth preserved. This is a critical time, and there is no doubt about it. Which on a sidebar, and we'll get into all of this, If you are keeping lots of money in the bank, I would suggest that you look at owning physical gold and silver. And I am, uh, and this, there's nobody I I recommend, birch gold is certain things. I don't know that they're the best for this specific thing, but I definitely would look at owning precious precious metals and getting more money out of the bank to preserve it. That would be, this is my opinion. It is not an investment advisement by any means. As I say many times, I'm not a doctor, I don't wear a white coat, and I don't play an investment advisor on TV or on the internet. But in my opinion, from what I've done, other than the, the funding that I need, the dollars that I need to run a, run my operation here, anything excess goes into property or goes into, goes into silver or gold. And it's just because that is the place where we can deposit it and know that it's there, or it goes into cattle, or it goes into something like that that's prospering, right? So just keep that in mind. Just general wisdom. And I think, I know you all know that, but it's important to remind everybody of it. I had to remind myself. Yesterday, there was a letter that was sent out. It's an important letter to understand. And I will tell you, I was uh, very, very honored by being included in this letter unexpectedly. I uh, did not, uh, it was was something that's, I I guess say, a huge honor. This letter is considered by those that sent it out to be equivalent it's as a historic document, let's put it that way, with 230 signature 231 signatures of veterans or existing servicemen members and leaders in the in the military. This comes from Twitter lead leading report. It was also published in Epic Times yesterday. And this letter read or the this Preview reads, breaking, 231 service members and veterans have signed a letter to inform military leaders that there is a group of troops and vets pledging to the American public that they will do everything lawfully within their power to stop the willful destruction of our military by its own leadership after the unconstitutional prosecution of service members' free exercise of religion over COVID vaccine. This effort has been led by Brad Miller. If you were at uh former battalion commander for 101st Airborne. He was at Bardsfest. He was also included, Commander Rob Green, who's currently in uniform in the, in the Navy, and a few others that have led this way, including Pete Chambers, uh, Corey Terry. These are people you know. Cam Hamilton, people you know if you were at Bardsfest. These are there, and my name was included in this list. And I'm very proud to have my name on that on that letter. So I'm going to begin with a perspective piece, um, just to kind of give you context for this. This comes from Pete Chambers, and I want you to take a listen to this.
2: Doc Chambers here. This is the 1st of January, 2024, somewhere down in Texas. Fellow citizens and compatriots, we are besieged on all sides by forces that threaten the Constitution and the Republic of the United States of America. We've sustained a continual multi-pronged attack upon everything we wore a uniform, to protect and defend. The enemy has demanded compliance with an obvious systemic dismantling of our constitution. Figuratively, we've answered the demand with a cannon shot. And although our constitution has taken a beating, our flag still waves proudly from the walls. We shall never surrender or retreat understand that i'm about to read the opening paragraph from an open letter to the american people with over 200 signatories of this declaration of military accountability in the course of human events it sometimes becomes necessary to admonish the lawless encourage the faint-hearted and strengthen the weak we have reached just such a time in our history the affairs of our nation are now steeped in avaricious corruption, and our once stalwart institutions, including the Department of Defense, are failing to fulfill the moral obligations upon which they were founded. Standing upon our natural and constitutional rights, we hereby apprise the American people that we have exhausted all internal efforts to rectify recent criminal activity within the armed forces. I'm not going to take away any more from the w- words that were written by multiple writers. One in particular will be talking about the love for this country and the continued service to her. And that her constitution, our constitution, be defended against all forms of evil and tyranny. Understand the intent proposed to this pursuit is the restoration of, through accountability. We call on you in the name of liberty and patriotism and everything dear to the American character to come to our aid with all dispatch. If this call is neglected, I am personally determined to sustain myself as long as possible and act like a soldier who never forgets what is due to his honor and that of his country. Lieutenant Colonel Chambers, retired. God bless America. Let's get after it, folks.
1: This is 2024, and this is the self, the opening salvo for 2024. And it's interesting, and it's important to note that this is, the, in my opinion, this will establish the tenor in which we're going forward. There is a, a very important historical, for me, an historical precedence that this represents. And this goes back to a, a issue back in... Uh, an issue, a letter that I composed back in 2016. And this letter was done for an endorsement then, um, which I'm not even sure. It, it's very interesting because I'm not even sure it's still available on the web, and that's good we're going to find out right now because I didn't even look recently. Um, it might be. There we go. So this, there we go, found it right here. This is un, under Kilroy Rising, that's actually under Breitbart News. And I'm not going to take away from the letter that was just signed, but I want to give you kind of a precedence in, in t- historically about how these, the importance of these letters. This was a letter that we, I put together, That the headline was exclusive, 100 plus members of special forces community delivered letter of endorsement to Trump on 15th anniversary of 9-11. And this letter you can find, and we'll read this later. I'm not going to get into it in today's show, but this is a letter that was similar in nature, but not for the cr- egregious acts of COVID, but rather in establishing the tenor um, of what we were into. And it was a letter of endorsement for Trump, which opened up, what do you believe in so much that you're willing to sacrifice everything to defend? And continues on, America has been changed and it goes from there. So this, this, the tenor of using letters is very important. That was a very important aspect in 2016. It was a very important precedent to start getting into the communities in the special operations communities, in particular, that have typically been very apolitical and outside of the political space, which is rightfully so, because politics was never supposed to invade our military. What has happened with this letter now is this has gone. This is a much, much deeper issue because at the time we were just looking at the trend and direction of America. Now we're dealing with literally the deaths of soldiers. And it's an accountability within our military that is quite literally unprecedented, That is needs to be brought to bear. Our command is in the military has become a, a protection and precip, uh, precipitous for more corruption in this country. When the military becomes corrupted, what happens is that It allows and justifies the corruption within the civilian space. The military should always be that forever straight line and path that's solid, that's anchored in the Constitution, never wavers, backed by a simple fact that the service members took an oath to protect and defend enemies, foreign and domestic. We are now in a fifth generation war. And the enemies, foreign and domestic, has taken on a very insidious form because we have a blending of both. Our enemies foreign are also our enemies domestic. We have investors that have come in to buy into this nation, to own it, to use their their tools of leverage to control congressmen, to control influencers, to control corporations, to control Wall Street. And unfortunately, that's very easy to do when you have a system that itself is no longer anchored in God. Our country has far and away moved from the point of where it was, where it was a country that needed to be built wholly on religious and righteous men. Instead today we have corrupted hearts and greedy men who seek to do nothing more than to satisfy their ills and their ways and unfortunately with some of the worst and most insidious ways that they seek to be satisfied which too often becomes children and the sexual sexual pleasures of a perverted elite. Many of these people in their eagerness to seek power agree to compromises that are far beyond that which is considered normal or even would be considered not even normal but even acceptable in any society. And because they live in elite circles, they're able to protect that and hide that from the main public eye. What has happened since COVID is the revealing more and more of the depth of the, of the depravity within our society. And what is important about the military is it is now in the open for the public to see, to see just how corrupt it has become. A leadership that is sold out to future offerings of contracts with the military-industrial complex. A leadership that is sold out to concepts of globalism at the expense of the right righteousness of our Constitution and a republic. A leadership that has sold out to worrying about its own careers and its retirement and its pensions rather than serving the people for the oath in which they, they swore. A leadership that has too often forgotten where they actually get their payment from. They serve the people by nature. That has never changed. But unfortunately, in a world where the next rank promotion it re- relates to more dollars, more power, more opportunities, and always coming down for something better for their family, there's a selfish act that occurs ultimately within this space that leaves us in a place where the military is no longer serving in many of these capacities for the greater good of the nation, but rather serving for the betterment of themselves. This is the modern day, and why are we are in such trial and in difficulty in this nation? Because we have become a nation serving itself rather than serving the greater good of a nation and a republic. In the in the sense of the world, we have ceased to become the city with the light on the hill, rather than we become a city of lights like Vegas to attract the the high rollers and the opportunity seekers to try to win big and become rich, rich and wealthy, and therefore take. Place in the world that has nothing to do with God or the righteousness of a nation, but becomes about wealth accumulation, material things, and the satisfaction of the shallow desires of the flesh. This letter here today, in a critical time, includes people in uniform and out of uniform, and people that have served, and their heart is there to make a statement directly to the military about accountability. The people, the key authors behind this, Brad Miller was one, and there are others. And another, Mark Bashaw was another, Pete Chambers was another, but another great voice in this, who you've heard here on this show, is Commander Rob Green, who's currently in uniform in the U.S. Navy, and has become an absolute powerhouse voice within the rank and file to literally call out leadership for its depravity while still in uniform. That takes an amazing amount of courage, understanding that to do so, the violations of such can lead immediately to imprisonment or or court martial. And that doesn't to say that that won't still happen. For all of us to put our name on that letter, and I say this because I'm really wanting this letter to be seen not of the statement of a few, but as an encouragement to the many. Every one of us understands that by putting our name on that letter, you just went to the top of every sort of hate list in the government. This is what happened when we did Kilroy. And there were direct consequences to what happened when we did the letter in 2016. People were blacklisted from Department of Defense contracts. People's clearances were threatened to be taken, including like literally trials to try to remove their clearances. We had one person's brother gunned down in their driveway and killed and murdered. And there was a consequences even for me in big ways. These people that we play with are vengeful hearts and they will seek to destroy anything they can. There is a principal difference between this letter currently and the letter of 2016 and it is the most important difference in all of this. The letter of 2016 was motivated by a place of wanting to move this nation to a better position but what was lacking was the center point of all things through God. This letter is anchored in our oaths and in our, in our belief in Christ. Everybody on this letter has a relationship with God. And that is a very powerful statement. And this was what makes this letter so important in our time. So I want to read this to you. And um, I think it's just important to hear this whole letter. So here we go. An open letter to the American people from the signatories of the Declaration of Military Accountability on 1 January 2024. It begins with a quote from John Adams. Our Constitution was made only for moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. That's a quote we forget too much. And the letter begins. In the course of human events, it sometimes becomes necessary to admonish the lawless, encourage the faint-hearted, and strengthen the weak. We have reached just such a time in our history. The affairs of our nations are now steeped in avaricious corruption, and our once stalwart institutions, including the Department of Defense, are failing to fulfill the moral obligations upon which they were founded. Standing upon our natural and constitutional rights, we hereby apprise the American people that we have exhausted all internal efforts to rectify recent criminal activity within the armed forces." In the Declaration of Independence, our Founding Fathers sought separation. We seek no such separation, but through this letter and the efforts we pledge herein, we pursue restoration through accountability. We intend to rebuild trust and restore the rule of law, particularly within the armed forces. Ultimately, we strive to once again become a moral people, restoring our nation and making it again worthy of the great gift of liberty won by the colonial-era American people. While implementing the COVID-19 vaccine mandate, military leaders broke the law, trampled constitutional rights, denied informed consent, permitted unwilling medical experimentation, and suppressed the free exercise of religion. Service members and families were significantly harmed by these actions. Their suffering continues to be felt financially, emotionally, and physically. Some service members become part of our ever growing veteran homeless population. Some developed debilitating vaccine injuries and even lost their lives. In an apparent attempt to avoid accountability, military leaders are continuing to ignore our communications regarding these injuries and the laws that were broken. For General Milley, Admiral Grady, General McConville, Admiral Gilday, Admiral Lesher, General Brown, General Berger, General Smith, Vice Admiral Kilby, Vice Admiral Nowell, Vice Admiral Fuller, Lieutenant General Martin, Lieutenant General Davis, Major General Edmondson, General Williams, Admiral Fagan, Vice Admiral Buck, Lieutenant General Clark, Major General Francis, Lieutenant General Dingle, Lieutenant General Miller, Rear Admiral Gillingham, and numerous others. These individuals enabled lawlessness And the unwilling experimentation on service members the moral and physical injuries they helped inflict are significant they betrayed the trust of service members and the american people their actions caused irreparable harm to the armed forces and the institutions for which we have fought and bled these leaders refused to resign or take any other action to hold themselves accountable nor have they attempted to repair the harm that their policies and actions have caused. Since there has yet to be any accountability, the undersigned give our word to do everything morally permissible and legally possible to hold our leadership accountable. We intend to rebuild trust by demonstrating that leaders cannot cast aside constitutional rights or the law for political expediency. The flag and general officers are far from the only ones complicit in recent illegal activities as significant number of SES leaders and political appointees contributed. Evidence indicates that other executive agencies are engaging in illegal activity. However, as service members and veterans, we feel particularly responsible for the DOD, Department of Defense, and in accordance with our oaths, we will make every effort to demonstrate by example how an institution can put its own house in order. We understand on behalf of hundreds of thousands of service members and the American people, while appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for guidance and purity of intention, mutually pledge to each other that we will do everything in our power through lawful word and action, to hold accountable military leaders who failed to follow the law when their leadership and moral courage was most desperately needed. In the coming years, thousands within our network will run for Congress and seek appointments to execute branch offices, while those of us still serving on active duty will continue to put fulfilling our oath ahead of serving for rank or position. For those who achieve the lawful authority to do so, we pledge to recall for retirement the military leaders who broke the law and will convene courts-martial for the crimes they committed. For those who attain legislative offices, we pledge to introduce legislation to remove all retirement income for military leaders who were criminally complicit, and we will ensure none serve or retire from the senior executive service. This endeavor will be a continuous process with a long-term time horizon, but fulfilling our oaths to defend the Constitution requires that just such persistence and vigilance continue. Likewise, we are obligated and so commit to train those who come after us to fulfill their duty in achieving the accountability and safeguarding against such leadership failures hereafter. Our nation was once great because it was good. It was built on moral principles founded in nature— in natural law and yet the recent acceleration of moral relativism has us headed towards a precipitous implosion. While all good things come to an end, that we refuse to allow our nation to go quietly into the depth of this decadence or decay. We promise to exhaust all moral, ethical and legal means to restore the rule of law and will begin by attempting to hold senior military officials accountable. The Constitution is the supreme law of our land. We will fight to enforce the law and put an end to the two-tiered justice system. May future generations see our efforts and, God willing, may they also be recipients of the great gift of liberty that we have had the honor of safeguarding. And so the undersigned goes. And there's 231 signatures. Why this is so significant, and I really want to highlight this, is that the military we've talked about again and again and we've said is the only way in the end of the day writing the moral ship of an of a military ends up rewriting the moral base of a nation our military should always be that shining path that light that one place that you can always turn to that know that you know that no matter what the country state is that fallback will be a military of men and women who have served voluntarily signing an oath to protect the constitution and all that we hold dear. And to do that in the in the name of God, and to ensure that a nation, no matter how depraved a political institution becomes, that we always can fall back on a military that will ensure the righteous path of a nation. Unfortunately, thanks to inordinate numbers of corruption. Unfortunately, thanks to a massively growing and corrupt military industrial complex. Unfortunately, because of massive contracts of wealth that bridge the private public space, making this concept of publicly funded, pub- publicly funded private companies. This corruption, where people have been seen as the wealth source so that others can profit at the benefit of war, and that extends even deeper to corruption, which is now corrupted even into the boardrooms of the American institution and empires, All of this comes to a place where the military itself has become as corrupt as the main political body. And in so doing and being corrupt, they are now corrupting a new generation of people. Within the military, there exists a very dark and deep reality that the satanic relationships occur. At the root of all things is a Babylonian relationship now to the people, not one that's righteous and of God. And therefore, it is necessary for us to take a step And it will take the veterans to take a step and support each other to clear the house and clean the house of the military. Mark my word, the best thing that could happen for this nation would be to hold public court martials for every single leader listed on that letter and many more, including subordinate commanders, to be held publicly accountable for their actions, not only in treason, but in violation of the Nuremberg Code, which would be to do to do experimentation without authorization, on people, unwillingly. These these sorts of crimes are enormous. Some of these crimes would require years in jail. Other other crimes, to the level and magnitude in which they were complicit, would demand death. And unfortunately for the nation, that would be a difficult thing to face, but a necessary pain to witness that those accountable must be held accountable to the highest level of the law. There can be no no other way to go forward here. And so it's very clear that what we are speaking of here is not a form of vengeance or even a form of trying to overthrow a government. This is a form of restoration using the rule of law in its fullest capacity and ensuring that those who broke the law are held accountable. And its focus is primarily within the institution of the military, what we call the Department of Defense, and all the agencies associated with it and all of the contractors that are tied to it. It's very important to understand that because the military industrial complex has become a cancer that has ridden out and become a political body for financial gain. When we look at the current things that are going on at the border, it's a great example. As we have seen the decline in the Afghan war and the essential retreat from Afghanistan in an unholy way, we have at the same time seen the rise of border flow and trafficking of children and families and fighting age males into our country. And if you look at the root of what that happens, the resources needed to do that come from only one place. These are NGOs and they are operators tied to the military industrial complex. Our country is under siege. And most of what we are talking about is a trafficking of money by the American taxpayer to destroy itself from within. And it's being led by key agencies, which we were we established to and entrusted that would protect us. The commanders and the people on the ground, those in a cubicle to those at the highest order that are complicit in the crimes of destroying this nation from within will be held accountable to the full letter of the law, which would include the concepts of treason and crimes against humanity, which would fall under Nuremberg Code, and possibly new rules that would have to be developed for the magnitude of destruction which this represents. If we take the research that led to, to this point one of the key voices was Dr. Sherry Tenpenny and others, Dr. Carrie Madej uh, and others, including Dr. Lee Merritt, who's on this. When we take these voices that are signed onto this, what we know about this injection is that there is a strong possibility that the majority, if not all, that took this injection will be permanently compromised health-wise and likely dead in 10 years. This is a true statement. This is what we know. And we're only 18 months into this VAX. And therefore, it is an egregious crime that every single person was involved in that now wants to quickly brush it under the rug in senior command to say, well, we didn't know and try to step aside from personal accountability. This does not happen in the United States. And nobody in this command structures has any ability, well, should not have any ability to sidestep the crimes in which they were involved in. They made a decision knowingly that they were involved in something much more dangerous than they want to admit. And they ignored studies that were even within the Department of Defense that said that this vax was deadly and causing major health issues and compromise. But they did so for a variety of other reasons. And unfortunately, the deeper that we get to this, we start to realize the magnitude of this corruption, including personal promises, payoffs, and even complicit to threats by other agencies. Compromising their integrity as commanders and choosing that compromise over the righteous path of being leaders in in what was the world's greatest military ever in history. Commander Rob Green, who's currently in uniform, who has been on this show, is one of these that's instrumental behind this letter, and he is an American hero. He fights, and the reason that I see him as such a righteous hero is he understands very clearly the consequences, which can include jail time. But he and his family prayed together before he stepped into this arena. And his family stands strong behind him as we will stand strong behind him if such actions are taken against him. It is easy for every single person on this letter to choose not to do the right thing. We understand the magnitude of what this means. Department of Justice under Mayorkas, or not under Mayorkas, but under the current leadership, is a vengeful attack. The weaponization of of the Department of Justice does not stop, and it ties in with the weaponization of the FBI, which goes to the highest ranks. These people seek to destroy voices of discontent and, and voices that are calling for a disruption in the current way of things because they know that they are protecting criminals versus defending American people. And so really this letter, I hope, resonates deeply within all the agencies of the government to understand these simple words, we're coming, and there's no stopping us. And there will be no stopping this. While we begin in the Department of Defense to do a complete accountability within the rank and file that exists there that has gone astray, lost its moral grounding, has now taken a choice to conduct treason upon a nation, it will not stop there. Because once the military is reset, the ripple effects and residual effects of that effect will be to go through the entire government and to hold every single person accountable at the end of the day. And that extends then deep into the civilian world. I've said for many many, many months now, and I would say years, because this is now we're into years of this fight, that the only way forward for this, for our nation is to reset the moral foundation on which we were built. And that moral foundation means that from the highest ranks, which would be the office of the president down to the kindergarten teacher, this advocating to have a child injected with his vaccine, every one of you will be held accountable. And you must be held accountable. And there must be accountability at the local level all the way up to the most senior levels. That is the only way at the end of the day this nation will be reset. And this is not something that will simply go away in a few years. This is an accountability that will take generations. And it will take a need to not only create accountability for every single person that was involved in this crime, but it will be to ensure a vigilance in the future generations that this will never happen again. And that must be understood. We can reset this nation in a dime. We could come to a moral awakening and we can suddenly step forward. But without accountability, this war will continue. As I've said many times, the, the lack of a moral shift within this nation is the part that is the most critical. Without, the, without a moral shift back to our roots as a Christian nation, back to our roots As understanding that God is above us, it is therefore the people subordinate to him and the government subordinate to the wills of the people, right out of the Declaration of Independence. Without understanding that and resetting to that standard, we could win every battle and we will still lose the war because the moral corruption within this nation is at the root of the rot where we sit. We must get God back in schools. We must get God back in our government. We must get God back into every place, and we must rebuke this woke nature of our nation that is now trying to steer us into the bowels of hell itself. This driven by people that are morally broken, people that are have mental disease, people that are trying to mainstream their own sick desires, people that worship the devil, literally, people that find pleasure in pain, these sorts of people must be rooted out and they must be dealt with. And unfortunately, in the the nature of this corruption, it is deep and it is wide. However, and this is the part that is so important, God doesn't need the many. He needs the focused few. That's the story of Gideon. As we see an army weeded down from well over 30,000 down to three hundred. And what God is seeking is those of moral and pure hearts that will stand in this gap and speak into the world the truths necessary and obey him above all. That has to be for everybody in this fight. 2024 is about taking this nation back. And in the effect of taking the America back, it's about sending a ripple effect to take back the world. It is critical to understand that to do that step, It isn't just going to be 231 signatories on a letter. It is going to require the commitment of prayer and moral consciousness and a moral foundation of a people and a public. To me, this is one of the most important aspects and moments for this community, which we call Bard's Nation and the associated communities and nations we've tied together, which would include Resistance Nation. And now as we reach into the black church, and we have the connections now with First Nations. This is a communal effort, a a united effort within the body of Christ for all of us to stand in unison with the 231 signatories on this letter. And like all things functional in, in, in war, you can't take on the beast all at once. But you can target that which you have most, which will have the greatest effect on the battle. And resetting this military will have a greater capacity to reset the nation than anything we know and do so through lawful and peaceful ways. But it will not happen without the active vigilance of prayer by the people. Everybody that's listening to this and everybody that's reading this, no matter what it, however it hits you, if you are stirred by the impact of this letter, you need to be in prayer in support of everybody that's on that and what is happening with as a result of this. This is a letter that can collectively, when you hear all of those speak, everybody will pivot to the same thing. It is a belief that we must reset this nation to the oath which was sworn and the commitment that we make to God and to the people to protect and defend from enemies foreign and domestic. What has happened here has been an unprecedented attack in a form of enemies domestic that many of us did not see. We suspected, but we had no idea the magnitude of this depravity. And only in the time of trial and the trial by fire do we truly understand the moral character of a man. One of the unusual outcomes of war, and I've said this many times in discussion, is war is both the greatest and worst of humankind. In the greatest moments you see acts of valor, you see acts of compassion that are off scale to truly see the heart of men. But equally in the depravity section of war, you see the true nature of what the heart of man will seek. If it's violence and destruction and they feed on that versus doing that from a moral position and righteousness led by God, or if it's the depravity to have no moral basis, regardless of what commitment you've made, simply to serve self or some other form of worship that has nothing to do with, our, with God and a nation. What, we have been, what has been revealed is truly God's hand. For all that is in darkness is revealed in light. And this depravity, this moral bankruptcy that is now infected, our senior leadership that has now trickled down to, to middle-level commands and to even small-level commands within the military. Every person that was involved in this in the end of the day in executing an, an illegal order against soldiers will be brought to justice and will be held accountable. Mark my word. And as the military resets itself, so resets the nation. We are in a particular time right now when we are seeing the outcome of of a military that was used to weaponize itself against the people. Under Obama, the idea of bringing in the depraved and the sick idea of transgenderism into the military to start using the military as a change agent it began with the rules that changed towards gay behavior and lesbian behavior to accept and mainstream that within the military. It continued on then with the depravity of allowing transgenders and people that wanted to switch their gender to go into the military and accept the military as a mechanism to pay for their, their mental confusion and their mental sickness, and then to have their genders changed. It was used as a change agent, which then became a catalyst to affect the, in a greater society that reset now has to happen in the other way, that the military will be held accountable. And I will tell you this, and this is my position. It may not be, I will not speak for the group, but I will speak for myself. The only way we will reset this military is to get rid of the depravity within its ranks in the moral basis. And like it or not, that includes homosexuality, that includes transgenderism, and that includes Satanism, can no longer be within the ranks of our military. not at all. And whether, if that offends people, I make no apologies for it. Because the behaviors of those have now led us to where we are. It creates a moral plurality that we no longer have a basis from which to stand in a righteousness of a nation to speak to the world. And at the root of all things, of homosexuality, of these depraved sexual behaviors... And the transgender movement, it is always the same route. At the end of the day, we are getting into a spiritual component to that that always takes us to where? The darkness and depravity of the worship of Baal, Moloch, and Satan. It always leads there. And all of those people, in the end of the day, end up rejecting the true nature of God or trying to pluralize the Word of God to try to suggest that their moral bankruptcy is somehow embraced by heaven. It is not. And it's been very clear in Scripture. We have to restore this nation back to a moral foundation, very much as Patton understood in in World War II, that soldiers must pray, but they must pray as soldiers of of a Christian nature, that they must pray in the sense that we are serving the one God, the true God, the God of hosts. And in this time, more than ever, this nation needs to unite in prayer together to understand that we are united in this front and to focus our prayers on the principality that now needs to be conquered. And that is a principality that is seeing over this Pentagon and seeing over this Department of Defense that has allowed the deepest corruption of moral behavior ever imagined in the most powerful institution in the world militarily and strategically. There has been countless efforts made to restore this in the current time, and it has been it has been ignored. There has been hundreds of thousands of lives suffered at the cost of war for a nation. And sadly, if those are done in the name of a righteous God, then those are blessings ultimately for a nation, as difficult as that is. But the difficulty is that these wars were executed by people that were of immoral character, not serving the one God, but rather than serving the darkness of corruption and of the hearts led truly by the hand of Satan. So they see those deaths of people as sacrifices in blood to their God. I rebuke that 100%. Because the nature of the hearts of men were not that way. However, they tried to use that as a, power, as a way to accelerate their power and depth of corruption within their ranks. These people that lead this nation sadly see war as a mechanism to gain power at the expense of anything in this nation. They are sacrificing the youth and the innocent and the future generations for their personal profit and gain and their family bloodlines that they want to sustain. So the corruption in the Department of Defense gets into some very deep areas of accountability and restoration. And it will, in the end of the day, lead to the families, and the puppet masters, and the planners, and the coordinators that have led this fight on a global level. And so for those in senior power, the banksters, those in Wall Street that think you're insulated, those that are dealing in global finance, those that are dealing in global pharma- pharmacia, this is also a statement that they need to understand. That as this military is righted, and as the restoration happens within the ranks, the righteous act of this military to protect from enemies foreign and domestic will be to wage a white righteous war against these people who have waged war against the innocence of America. So if you are in government, or whether you're in finance, or whether you're a foreigner that has been involved in trying to destroy this country, at the end of the day, we will write our Department of Defense, and then we will come after you. And we will come after you in a righteous way to bring you accountable before the courts of heaven and before the justice of this land that must happen. But there will be no one that will escape. That is my heart when I put my name on this letter. I've committed myself to a fight to the end of my days, to the last moment I breathe, to see that every single person that was involved in this crime, that went after our children, went after our families, went after our wisdom class, our parents, that tried to disrupt a nation, in fear, to force them into decisions which were not of them, but truly of the darkest of the demonic. Every person that was behind that action will be brought accountable to the public. That is the painful process of restoration of a nation. And it is the only way that we will, in the end of the day, create a moral nation, a righteous nation once again. This is a very big moment. And I want you all to embrace this moment for what it is. Because this is something that requires now the prayers and powerful prayers of other patriots to stand in alignment. It's where we have to encourage other veterans to take the same stand. And it is a ripple effect across all institutions. that should all hear this very clearly. This was the first shot across the bow. This is what Colonel Pete Chambers said at the beginning with a cannon shot. We've responded. And the fight now has only just begun. 2024 is going to be a righteous year, a year to restore this nation, to take back this nation, to do so in the mightiness of God. We fight with the weapons given to us by heaven, first and foremost, and above all. We attack the principalities. We tear down the fortresses and strongholds. We sever the ties and binds that are within the spirit realm and to free the people and to ultimately hold those accountable that are truly have the darkest of corruption in their hearts. We seek to restore a nation. We will do that through the powers and gifts given to us by our Savior, Jesus, which would include spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, healing the sick and the wounded, deliverance in the deepest of ways. That includes separating the demonic from within, healing the inner wounds, and to bring the full sense of the body, soul, and spirit into the light so that the person that is within understands their intention that God had for them in this hour. Truth leading them to repentance before the Lord. We will seek to raise the dead, especially those that are dying unjustly at a young age. We should all be praying for every one of those children, every one of those young men, servicemen that are suffering now from the consequences of a vax, many of which had no choice. We must be praying to raise them from the dead of an untimely death to bring them back. And we must be praying into those things to open ourselves up, to allow God to show us the right way of the righteous way of the greater works. This is the greatest fight that we wage, and this nation, which has been part of a build into a capacity in war, is now ready. The only thing limiting people is whether you believe, but you must never doubt whom you serve. This is the hour now for Bard's Nation and others like Resistance Nation to step into the mightiness of the anointing of the hour in which we are here. And in so doing that, we understand that we wield the sword of the Spirit, which is the most mighty weapon ever in this war. And we shall wage war and we are waging war and we will wage war to such a degree that these principalities, those that are in this time in the flesh that think they are unaccountable will understand the great shaking that is now upon them. For this is a shaking of the spirit. This is a shaking where we walk with God. This is a shaking where we listen to God in this hour and we step in and we say, Father, we are here. We are ready to be revealed as the sons and daughters of the most high. Let the world shake, because the hour is upon us. Patriots, let's pray. Father God, we come here today very humbled, in a critical hour, in a very critical time, when literally the first cannon shot has been sent as a response to an unruly, out-of-control, and morally bankrupt government, in particular, military. In this time, Father, that these people who have walked away from accountability are now brought to be accountable within the courts of heaven. And so, Father, we begin our prayer today by praying into the true sense of justice within kingdom. We enter this fight with a loving and forgiving heart, understanding that loving hearts include accountability, taking a stand, and not allowing moral depravity and behavior to continue. Understanding that a loving heart, Father, is one that will stand to protect the little ones and the elderly and the widows, and those innocents that can't defend themselves. Understanding that our hearts are always to bringing people to the righteousness of Jesus and to the repentance of a place that they can be returned to heaven. But that includes the most powerful weapon that we wield, truth. Not spoken with vengeance, but truth spoken with righteousness. Commitment spoken with righteousness and a fire in which we stand that is righteous. A heart that is loving in its core in the true sense of kingdom love. To understand that love includes flipping tables. Love includes standing within the halls of the Pharisees and speaking truth and calling them out for what they are. Understanding the truth includes healing the sick, holding us each morally accountable. It includes raising the dead. It includes miracle healings and the restoration of people through the process of deliverance. And in the end of the day, we shall love our brother, as in 1 John 3, in a most infinite way. But we also recognize that there is such a thing as pure evil. And so, Father, as we pray into this, we pray for the blessings that will continue to pour upon us. We ask for the tools of war that only you can provide. We ask for the greater anointings of the prophetic, of the apostolic. And we pray here, Father, for the greater anointings of the healing hands, the healing prayers to literally heal the sick in the miracle way, to heal the broken, and to restore those wounds deep within. Father, we pray for the greater anointings and power of deliverance to not only be able to walk in the spirit, to heal those things that Christ can heal, but equally to just deliver these people from the control of the demonic, to free them and to restore them in the fullness of what you intended them to be. And Father, we pray for the greater issues of raising the dead, both spiritually dead and physically dead, to deal with those that have an untimely death, to bring them back to equally be bring, bringing those that are spiritually broken or lost back to the fullness of what you intended. This is the greatest rescue mission in all time. And we accept that mission, Father, with the greatest honor and respect and humility before the throne. And so, Father, we ask that you'll hear our hearts, that we are now here in this time understanding the true sense of the martyrdom spirit. We understand that Christ died for us as he walked and he understand the sufferings that he bore for us to be free. And so we now accept that burden. We accept that burden of the cross and the walk. And we understand what it means in this time and this hour to do just the same. And for all those in agreement in this prayer, we understand that that will demand of all of us a sacrifice that we may not be ready for or think we're ready for, but knowing we are always ready because Christ is with us. So let us step in fearlessly and say, Father, I am here. Amen. Send me. And for all of those signatories on the letter, May this prayer not only bless them and empower them, may this prayer provide a hedge of protection around each and every one. May it lift everyone up and praise them in the name of kingdom of our savior Jesus and of all things great within heaven. May this word that is spoken, these people now that have signed the letter, may this be the horns of Gideon and the pots of light that shake an army and cause them to fight within their ranks, reveal themselves and ultimately destroy themselves from within because our enemy thinks its confidence It is confident and overbearing upon us, but let it know that it doesn't take an equal force. It only takes a committed few that put their heart to you. And so Father, we also pray for the prayers of support to continue to flow in, to support each and every member that signed that letter, to understand that our prayers stand in alignment with what this mission is, a righteous mission to restore, a righteous mission to bring the true moral reset of a nation rooted in our belief and love in you above all things. So Father, in this hour, please hear our prayer. Lift up this, this group, lift up this nation, lift up this great group of prayer warriors that now stand in agreement. Just says, Amen. And let us march forward to victory. In Christ Jesus' name, Amen. So Patriots, it's a critical hour now to be engaged in prayer. We start the new year out in a full sense of prayer warfare. Intense, focused, and laser-guided in everything we do. Be directed in your prayers. This is not about prayers for us, prayers for me, prayers for anybody else. This is prayers for a nation. This is prayers for the warriors now on the front line fighting this fight. And this fight above all is spiritual. Pray for Doc P. Chambers, who's on the border, who's literally leading men to protect this nation above all costs that are truly in harm's way. Pray for him and his men. Pray for the, against the principalities that seek to destroy him. Pray for the members of this letter that have signed on. Pray for, the, for Commander Rob Green, who continues to fight within uniform to reveal the corruption, fearlessly exposing those by name in command, knowing that the consequences of his own rank may put him in courts-martial. Pray for those heroes, like Brad Miller, like Mark Bashaw, who have sacrificed themselves, given up all and forsaken all their careers for the statement of standing in alignment with soldiers to protect soldiers and ultimately a nation. And the list goes on. These are the prayers that wage war against principalities that seek to attack those men and so they attack us. We are one body in Christ. Let that resonate in your prayers. Pray for Bar's Nation because Bar's Nation is a weaponized system now of prayer that we will use and we will besiege every stronghold, every principality. Pray for unity within Bar's Nation and the unity within the resistance nation that have come together to join in these prayers to wage war against principalities. And pray for the growing sense of unity among nations as we expand under the banner of Bar's nation. And remember our primary mission, to rescue, to heal, and restore. And in the end of the day, to restore a nation back to the greatness in which God intended. So patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins but we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war, so walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy, mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Bards FM, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We
3: shall pay any price